week, I splurged. I bought myself a CD. And I hear you snickering because you're wondering what it's going to be, right? It's Elvis Presley in his younger days. And there was a song in that, on that uh, CD which talks about God's hand. God's hand in my hand. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I said, what does that mean anyway? We say it, but what does it mean? And so I got thinking about it, and I said, there's one line in that song that touched me so deeply while I was listening to it in the car that I cried. And so I said, okay, Lord, teach me why I'm crying. Show me what it is. And I began to uh, wander through the scriptures, wondering what I was really looking for. And I started a search. And in that search, I found that God's hand, the right hand of God, exists over 100 times. Some of the authorities said over 200. Some said over 100. So there's something important there that I've been missing all these years and that I want to share with you this morning. I thought, how could I have not, or at least, how have, how have I not known or at least investigated not just God's hand, but God's right hand? And now I want you to stop for a minute and think about what you do with your hands. A shorter answer, a question might be, what do you not do with your hands? We greet people, shake hands. Sometimes we even begin a hug with our hands. We work. We do chores. And many people use their hands to speak. They use sign language. In Ezra chapter 7, verses 27 and 28, we read, Praise be to the Lord, the God of our fathers, who has put it into the king's heart, to bring honor to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in, in this way, and who extended his good favor to me before the king and his advisors and all the king's powerful officials, because the hand of the Lord my God was on me, I took courage and gathered leading men from Israel to go up with me. What do you think happens when you feel courageous? 
Do you think it comes from you? Or do you think it comes from God who's within you? I needed to think a lot about the power of God's hand and how sometimes in our um, town, in our state, we have hands that are not reacting and behaving according to God's wish and God's will. But we do know that God is with everyone involved in the shootings, in the thefts, We know God is there. God's hand is mentioned from creation to miracles and from miracles to moments of comfort. And isn't that what we try to do, comfort? All the people that we mentioned today who asked for prayer are going to be comforted by our prayers, by what we have to say to God about them. I actually had someone laugh at me one day when I prayed, and I used the and I used, I guess it is funny if I'm laughing before I say it. Um, I used the word that God just filled me. And they looked at me and they said, how can anything fill you? I said, well, food's doing a good job, you know. But you want to be filled with God, not just your mind, not just your heart, but your feet, your hands, your arms. You want to be totally ready for God. Um, I really found one thing interesting. It said, God's hands are used to perform wonders of, for all of us. So think of a time when God really used a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing for you. To me, it's right now. It was a privilege to tell pastor that I would be happy to preach today. And it was comforting to her to know she didn't have to do any more about making it happen. In the scripture we read over and over and over about God's reassurance and strength in the powerful hand of God. We read it as leading God leading us, as guiding us, encouraging us, protecting and strengthening each one of us. The Psalms give us so many insights to the power of God's hand. So when you, no, not when you have time, not if you have time, when you make time to spend with the scriptures, please go to the um, Psalms and find the ones that talk about God's hand. There's multiple. Oh, somebody's happy. Um, I have a tendency to pray 
a lot, as some of you know. I pray for myself as well as for others. And sometimes, and I've never said this publicly, sometimes I have visualizations while I'm praying. So this day I was praying for myself. And here I was in a potter's room. And the potter had some clay on the wheel and shaping a vase. And the vase wouldn't, wouldn't shape. It kept breaking. And in my anger, I took it and I threw it on the floor. And the floor was filthy. So I picked it up and it had everything in it. Dirt, um, pieces of paper, pieces of metal. And I said, oh my gosh, now you can't make a vase because it has all these um, foreign objects in the clay. So I sat down at the wheel and I started making the, the vase. And my goodness, it was forming and it was beautiful. And that's the moment I knew that no matter what garbage I carry around, no matter how I feel, God is my Father and keeping me whole. And not just whole, but beautiful. The vase was gorgeous, even though you couldn't use it. But never underestimate what God can do for you. And with God's hands, we are all protected. You know, it's really amazing how um, God teaches us through prayer, through talking with God, through singing. Some people do it through exercising. While they're exercising, they use the time to be with God. And God's hand, our hand, is throughout Scripture. In Job, it says that God opens God's hand, and in it is the life of every creature and all humankind. Whoa! That's powerful. You need to be humble with God. And I'm going to read that again because I found that just so powerful. God opens God's hand and it is in the life of every creature and all humankind. Every creature, even the yucky spiders. And every single one of us, no matter how we feel, or what we're doing. I'd like you to reflect on the knowledge of God's mighty right hand when it's lifted up and mighty, mighty, mighty things are done. We know nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Hear that. We may come up with roadblocks that we think are going to work, but nothing but nothing separates us from the love of God.
And this has been uh, revealed through Jesus Christ for us in God's atoning work on our behalf at the cross. And today we will be receiving communion. And remember that that is God's gift to us. And now with some help from him back, I'd like you to listen to the song which led me down the path of finding out the wonders and the love of God's hand.
the one line was, you'll never, ever walk alone. We all come from different backgrounds. I have lived a single life. I have lived alone for years. But I've never been alone. No matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, you are never, ever alone. And so we know this. And as we receive communion this morning, the gifts of the bread and the wine, and for those of you who are visiting, it's grape juice. Um, we invite you all to come to God's table. We as United Methodists have an open table and anyone and everyone is welcome to come. And now, if you look on the screen, you'll see our beginning of the invitation. Christ the Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us with joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love to us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So be it. That's what amen means for those of you who often wondered, why do we say that? It means so be it. And so now I invite the uh, servers to come forward. Gracious and loving God, we come to you to receive that which you give in love for us. We ask that you would make this bread a representative of your body, broken for us, and that your hand lay on the grape juice to commemorate your blood shed for us while you shed your joy and your love for everyone. And so bless these elements, bring us to your table, and we will join 
because we are never alone. In Jesus' name, amen.
Welcome Austin. 